Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Upstated Podcast Network. Today, we're doing the first episode of the Upstated Movie Reviews. I'm Dominic Roney, and here with me is Tyler English. What's up, Tyler? What's going on, Dom? Nothing much. Today, we're going to be going over uh, Keanu Reeves' 2015 movie, Knock Knock. Now, we watched this together a little while ago, and uh, just wondering, what are your overall impressions on this movie? Honestly, like, Knock Knock, compared to all the other Keanu Reeves movies, Knock Knock is so different and diverse and, like... It's just, you see Keanu Reeves as, like, much more of, like, a badass character. He's always, like, doing crazy stuff and, like, killing killing mad people and, like, but knock-knock. It totally flips the script. He's doing other, he's, like, he's put into the position that you would never expect him to be. Like, he's getting dominated by these two chicks the whole movie. And he's just put into a position that's, like, just so not his character and it's it's great like i've heard so many bad reviews from other people but it's just such a powerful movie and like especially the ending and how that goes out right he's he's put into a position where he has to look super vulnerable the whole time and you always just i found when i was watching this movie it just seemed to me like it was just he was in a bad position and then i was just waiting for that one part in the movie where it just changed and then he was just gonna start gunslinging the whole rest of the movie and that just never that just never happened oh yeah like there were several parts where i feel like they teased you with that yeah because he would get close and then like the one scene where he like escaped when they had him tied up and then he ran around in the uh in the closet yeah and they played hide and seek and i thought he was going to be able to like that was that's keanu reeves element yeah he, he had a frying pan and a knife for like five minutes and then did nothing with either one of them that's all it was gonna take like that's that's what i expected was <laughs> he ended up he ended up running outside and falling on the ground and throwing the knife like where'd yeah. the frying pan go on top of that when when do you ever see a movie where keanu reeves is chased and then falls down and drops something like that doesn't happen to him no he's especially like he's also never put into the position to where he's like the person in trouble yeah exactly he's that was a hero that was the weird the weird way to look at it. But like you said, it's very diverse. It was different, and I think that just showcases how great of an actor he really is. Yeah. Because he was able to change his whole, his whole like, movieography Character. into something completely different than he'd ever done before. Yeah, like The Matrix, uh, Constantine, Johnny Mnemonic. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but like, all like, three of those movies, like he's oh he's the badass. And John Wick, obviously, too. Yeah, that's the thing about Especially this movie, John too, Wick. is this movie came out in the, in like, like I would assume that Keanu Reeves is relatively popular at this time because John Wick, the first one, came out, and then Knock Knock came out, and then there was hype about John Wick, too. So, obviously, people gravitated towards this movie. I think that's part of the reason that we watched it. We gravitated towards it because John Wick was so good. Yeah. And that we'd heard good things about this one. And it's not like it disappointed by any means, it's just completely different oh no i love the effect that that movie gave on me like it was it it made me feel uncomfortable like the whole way through in a good way like the the directing and like the the way they did the whole story and everything it just was like it was so powerful uh like especially the ending because um it it left you with a serious cliffhanger and yeah i'm i'm sure like a lot of people were pissed with that yeah, I mean, I'm not very good with cliffhangers ever, but, yeah. but I still, I still kind of respect them because they—that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think I know they had the alternate ending there. I was, I was, 
I was hoping to get an opinion from you on because uh, there was the ending of the movie and then there was the alternate ending. I was curious as to if they were to scrap the whole idea of having an alternate ending and they had to pick one, which ending would you think is more effective to, towards the overall idea of the movie? Well, honestly, I feel like they could have ended the movie with both endings because, um, and like oh, the way true. like they could have just like after um, his wife comes in at the end. They could have like cut to black or anything, and then at the end of the credits, could have shown the alternate ending. Cause, That's true, yeah. Because it's would... not exactly an alternate ending; it's basically just a continuation and showing you what's happening after. Because, uh, for it to be an alternate, um, like whole different situation would have to be. But in the what they say, the alternate ending is he's clearly older, he's beat up. Um, the girls are even older, they've changed their hair color, and they're somewhere else, and he's found the dog monkey on their little, uh, dog watch thing, uh, where they found the dog with the GPS. Um, so, like I said, like, they could have done, like, a Marvel thing and just thrown it at the end of the credits. Yeah, that's actually, I never even thought of that even once, because that, it's, it's literally just a continuation, like, I'm assuming that since you brought that up, the way that you, uh, well, that's kind of the way you probably interpreted it and were led to believe when you watched it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's not an alternate ending. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Yeah. And I know you mentioned a few other Keanu Reeves movies from the past. Is there any other characters or movies of his in specific that you can think of that he was in a vulnerable position? Or do you think this is um, kind of the only one? Honestly, the only movie that I could think of where Keanu Reeves was kind of his character but it also kind of relates on how he changed from knock knock was the movie bad batch um i took the movie um when i first read the description and everything and um looked at like what the movie looked like it totally took me by surprise and to my opinion it was not a good movie like basically bad batch is set in what i thought was to be a post-apocalyptic world but it's apparently a world where instead of having prisons, everyone that's bad is sent to the desert in Mexico, and it's a big, like, fenced-off area, like, huge, and so it's just these big colonies of people living in the desert. And Keanu Reeves' character is a... Basically, he is the uh, mayor of this place called... um, uh, Good neighbor, no, that's Fallout. Uh, All right, well, you digress. Yeah, that. just doesn't matter. It's called. So he's he's the he's the um, he's the mayor of uh, this main town that they go to, and it's really weird. And he's like this, he's trying to be this cool mayor. He's got like the sunglasses and like the button up shirt, and the way he like presents his lines are really robotic and like, just aren't that nicely portrayed and. Uh, he has this whole philosophy of like just like we are the future and he's got all these wives that are all pregnant there's like like 20 women that are in his <laughs> mansion pregnant have white t-shirts that says we are the future and they're all carrying machine guns like completely confusing um Jason Momoa's in it uh Jim Carrey's in it Jim Carrey is this hermit that never talks Jason Momoa is this like horribly um like his Mexican accent is awful and he just he walks around with these white dress pants 
and no shirt the whole movie. He's this strange, like, artist. It's just a really confusing movie. None of the characters I was able to be attracted to. And, like, it was just not that great. It was a romantic movie, and it, it was it took me for a loop, and it definitely wasted my time when I was in the airport. <laughs> yeah, this movie sounds r- really all over the place. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I, I might describe it as in a really all-over-the-place way, but that's how I watched it. Right, yeah, and if that's how it was interpreted by a consumer, then I'm sure you're not the only one. Bad Batch, I have not, I have not personally seen it. It does sound like it wouldn't be the, the most enjoyable movie to watch by any means, and... In that aspect, it's completely opposite of Knock Knock because Knock Knock was, at least in at least in my opinion, very very good movie. Oh yeah, way better. <laughs> like, like you, it's like you can actually get attached to the characters too. Yeah, and I think I think that's part of it is we find we find ourselves one hundred percent attached to not only him but like his family. You think about like what happens when he when they come back, and that that's what you think about the whole time. It's like, yeah. is he gonna be able to clear it up before they get back? But in, in reality, it turns out that didn't happen, and they these two women completely destroyed his life. And, like, the way they portray, like, the whole character and everything, they show that Keanu Reeves is a good father. Um, he's basically... So, they, like, the way they present the house, especially, like, the panning through the hallways and everything, they show that, that the wife, who's an artist, has basically taken over the house with her art style. And... It's covered in photos, family photos all over the place, all of her artwork. So, yeah, Keanu perfect, Reeves, perfect happy family. Yeah, thing, so yeah. Keanu Reeves is like he he cares about it. And there's also the big thing where it was his birthday, and they ended up going to the um, beach house without him because he had to work. Mm-hmm. So he, it shows that he's willing to make those type of sacrifices for his family. So it's just the whole build up with his family showing that he is he is still a good father. Right, and yeah. And great family guy. Yeah. Not one that you you could the thing I find funny about this is I know I know there'll probably be a, a few listeners or people who've seen the movie that were like instantly no bad guy cuz he, you know, because you know, he ended up being allowing himself to be seduced and ended up cheating and mm-hmm. throwing that all away. And it's almost like the movie presents its, it presents that decision almost as like he did that and then all of it was the the karma that comes after it, I guess something yeah. like that. I just think that it's Im- it's important to uh, keep in mind when not like I'm coming to the defense of or condoning cheating, mm-hmm. but you can see how how much effort he put into not allowing it to happen. Yeah, like uh, all the scenes where he was, um, uh, the girls were trying to, like the whole couch scene, the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like they were just trying to get close to him and he was changing spots constantly uh just trying to get out of these uncomfortable situations to yeah. be a good husband and even when they were um they were, obviously they came like when when they first even popped up in the movie they had uh they were like soaking wet from the rain and everything mm-hmm. and he they come in and uh obviously he's offering them other clothes and when they change they tried to do it in front of him and all that stuff and he continues to try and exit the the scenario so it's not i mean obviously he did he did it's not like it was his decision at first and all sorts of stuff uh yeah. led to it and it was a build-up and for sure 
I mean, you learn near the end of the movie, especially if you took the time to watch some of the uh, special features and stuff. You learn that the kind of the director, the vision behind it was like those two women. It's not he's not the only one they've done it to, mm-hmm. and that they do that kind of just to um, destroy the lives of 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 men who they they see fit, I guess. Yeah, because you could definitely um, you could see it and. I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly. Anna de Armes, if I'm correct. I don't know. Is that one of the girls? Yeah, it's the, the blonde, uh, the blonde girl. Um, you can see in the scene where she is on top of him, um, while he's tied to the bed. Um, she obviously had some issues in her past life as a child when she was like, like, talking about like, oh, when I was sleeping, I knew. I know you came into my room and I pretended to be asleep while you touched me and like all that crazy shit. Like, right. There is a past to these two girls and like they. Yeah, they have. Some, there's a method to their madness. A yeah. Motive behind it, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so, just stuff like that and like also the director. This wasn't a. He, this was actually based off of an old movie in the, um, I think early in the late fifties. I think it was a French movie they, they based it off of. It was the same idea um, where basically the man, like, two women came in. And like I said, it's the same idea, but mm-hmm. the guy kind of did it with a, fl- flipped it with a modern way. And so he was able to bring in um, technology because obviously in the movie beforehand, stuff like this could only be spread by word of mouth. But like this, so there's like the Facebook, there's mm-hmm. the FaceTiming just the text messages so like yeah. record player all sorts of yeah. stuff is in there um cause like like when the uh when the wife's assistant came in and was killed they texted to his phone that to make it look like that um Keanu Reeves character killed him yeah cause they and they put him in the I car I remember that yeah so there's that kind of stuff that was definitely an extra spin and like um, the face, the Facebook thing. They put the Facebook video up on Facebook, um, and like the the ridiculous scene where he accidentally liked it at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's a know. there's a bunch of different elements to the to the modern side of it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's a. Uh, like I said, overall, very very effective the way that it was uh, the way that the movie was orchestrated from front to like to from the beginning to the end and everything. Yeah. And I know I can't I can't help but but laugh at like the I guess it's the climax of the movie kind of where they had him buried and in the sand and only his head that was picture of his head. I'm, <laughs> I'm wait like I'm so surprised they didn't have like a green screen like where somebody edited that and like just put his head in random spots for like memes or something. They, they, I'm yeah, I'm surprised that never <laughs> that never came out. I suppose that this movie had been like if it had been elevated to a level of higher success that probably would have happened at least once or twice yeah but i thought what did you think about the the idea that they didn't kill him like she went to hit him with the tombstone and she hit it next to him and then of course that's where you see the something you never thought you'd see where keanu reeves is sitting there i'm pretty sure he was crying right yeah yeah i mean obviously that that's there but what do you think what do you think that the um the idea behind them not killing him was um well i mean you could see like how they treated his house they destroyed that house and just 
wrote crude things all over the walls and like all the pictures are all messed up and uh so like they they did it out of humiliation like that whole thing is to humiliate their victim and just they push them to the edge to where they think is they're breaking their faith to their wives and Mm -hmm. they they push them to show that they're not as good as they think they were yeah that's that's definitely that's essentially the point i was trying to make just a few minutes ago but you put it much more soundly i think uh my interp- in, uh, interpretation of it is, yeah, it's not like they're they're out to, like, even physically harm them as much as it's definitely develop or break their emotional connections with the things that they've grown comfort like comfortable with, mm-hmm. almost. And I think killing them kind of would have put them out of his misery almost. Yeah, would have defeated the purpose. Yeah, so I think that's that's kind of the way I view it. Cause like, uh, there's another point is. They obviously pick their targets. They mm-hmm. they watch them because if you've seen the um, they saw the beginning scene where they were in the in the bed uh, talking about the uh, the monster talk and everything, and um, and that was like a day like that was earlier in the day before they came over. So they'd been watching him mm-hmm. for some amount of time. Like they even took the time to wait to where no one was in that neighborhood and to plot this out. So showing even more that they have done this several times before they're yeah. experienced. Yep. They even had their For alibis sure. basically set up to where they were saying they were younger and they were stewardess and everything. And they knew how to play off of each other. And like I said, showing more that they've done this before. I'm sure they've used those lines on other victims. Yeah, it'd almost be interesting, I don't know what the budget was for this movie, but it'd almost be interesting to see, like, not exactly, like, a sequel, but almost see it happen with, like, another person. So you yeah. see it happen again and see if, and maybe have the person do it in a different way. Or, like, an origin story. Yeah, something like, even that, that would be kind of interesting, too, see, like, some of the first times that they did it or something like that. And uh, just just a funny thought, it would pick another super super robust and tough actor and have it happen oh, to him. Oh, yeah. yeah like, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You never... Yeah, you could pick... The Rock. The opportunities are endless. Just destroy actors. That'd be really cool. I'd love to see that. Just, like, put these actors who are currently doing, like, big things and just put them out of their comfort zone. Because that's definitely what Keanu Reeves did for this movie. He definitely read this script and was just like, all right, this is definitely something I haven't done before. Yeah, especially. Um, Keanu Reeves is a very different person than the characters that he portrays. Um, like, especially the biggest example would be um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Those are his favorite movies. Um, I read like this autobiography about Keanu Reeves a while ago, um, and he was saying that playing that character felt more like himself like mm. in, a, in a different way that he never was able to portray before so like seeing Keanu Reeves in that goofy side like it's just it's it's cool because it's another way like you see him as like a badass all the time so mm-hmm. to see him as what he says is like a true betrayal of how he feels it's cool that he can put that out on, into a character and show the audience like that Right, and I think I think the coolest thing about that is 
is you can kind of pick apart who's really a very talented actor because I mean with like you mentioned there you can see that it both both of the movies are effective and both performances are are good mm-hmm. whereas I mean you can think about um I recently watched Daddy's Home 2 and uh, the guy who plays Will Ferrell's dad uh, his name is slipping my mind right now I can't think of him but I mean I had never seen him in anything with the exception of Dexter where he was the Trinity Killer. Yeah. And uh, obviously there's, there's a polar opposites, and I can't even... I mean, Daddy's Home 2 is... I thought it was a very funny movie, but it was so hard to watch him played that way, or him him act that way, as opposed to seeing him wreak all the havoc he did in, in that season of Dexter. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good, to, it's good that Keanu Reeves is able to either way you appreciate it and either way you can watch it and you know you're not gonna watch Bill and Ted and be like wow this is this is the guy from the Matrix I can't take this seriously yeah so I think I think that's super important too the guy's name was Joe, uh, John Lithgow oh yeah yeah that's yeah. what it was I knew it was John something I didn't wanna um, look dumb <laughs> yeah I'd love to see him that way too because I've only seen him seen him and like funny characters like uh, Harry and the Hendersons yeah I know yeah. you haven't seen that but yeah you'd mentioned that before when I brought that up um but yeah that's my favorite I love seeing actors not playing the typical role like um I've never seen seen Vin Diesel play like a role like that well I mean the pacifier but that was oh yeah (laughs) that's not uh, that's we don't talk about the pacifier (laughs) fair enough fair enough that was a slippery slope (laughs) like whoa what the hell were you thinking man he literally, there was a scene where he literally had a suitcase full of white V-necks. That's all he had. <laughs> like, well, that's what he, that's like, that's kind of the similar stuff he wore in all the Fast and the Furious movies. The only difference is sometimes he had a jacket over it. <laughs> I'm the pacifier. Yeah. Like, he's seen in Riddick, Triple X, Fast and the Furious. And then pacifier. And then pacifier, like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Well, you heard it here first. If any, if any directors try to try to turn Vin Diesel into a, a vulnerable man in any coming movies or Denzel or any anybody like that, then Dwayne, then we we get the Dwayne. credit first. Yeah, right. I mean, Vin Diesel's kind of cool though. He's he, like other roles. He's done actually voice acting too. Yeah, he has. He's uh, the voice of Groot in both movies. Surprisingly, I don't know how they did the voice. For I'm sure they just put a. Did something over it for um, Little Groot. But he was also in Iron Giant, which was yeah. great. He did a lot of... He's just diversifying his portfolio, I guess. It's good. It is. Well, as we're, as we're coming to a close here, if anyone has uh, has not seen Knock Knock, definitely check it out. Whether you, I don't know if it's on like any any Netflix or anything like that. If not, check it out on, on iTunes or get the DVD or something. It's definitely worth a watch for sure. Yeah. You go through one to five scale and that's what we'll do at the end of each one of these like mm-hmm. so one being awful don't watch it five being watch it multiple times a day type thing i'd have to give knock knock a five bad give batch, it a five? give it a fucking one. Oh. <laughs> well we were even gonna ask you about bad batch but just because you hated that so much maybe we'll, we'll give you a we'll have you scale up uh the pacifier as well what do you uh, give that of the pacifiers i'd give it a two just a because two? okay but like for both like just to see how bad things are, like, even when someone tells me how bad a movie is, I definitely have to give it a look. Especially right, yeah. Like, I would, yeah. I would watch Bad Batch still. Just to, just to go through, like, 
the ridiculousness of like how much it doesn't make sense. Mind you, the movie's supposed to be like a drama love story. Yeah, see, I wouldn't have guessed that when you were given the no, your not plot at all. summary there. <laughs> not at all. So you give Knock Knock a, a full on five then? Yeah, I would definitely watch that again. Anybody that's ever heard of Keanu Reeves, I would bring that movie up with. For me, I would probably. I mean, I don't want to give it a five just because I feel like that would be coming on too strong, mm-hmm. especially for like our, the first episode, but I can't really give it only a four because I don't really have a reason not to give it a five. So just I'm give just, it a 4.5. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Just a, <laughs> a 4.5 just to be difficult. Well, that'll, that'll be a wrap for the first episode here of a Upstated Movie Podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Dominic Roney, and I have Tyler English with me here. And yeah, keep a lookout on the Upstated Podcast Network, whether on the Facebook page or the YouTube channel and all that stuff and we'll be having plenty other episodes of the movie reviews we'll have plenty of other 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 shows coming up in the future so just stay tuned like subscribe share all the above and we'll see you next time can't wait for knock knock 2 with liam neeson <laughs>